It's said that your real life begins where your comfort zone ends. Well, it's about to get real as we have radically authentic conversations to help you thrive in your personal and professional life while navigating the twists and turns of being human. Buckle up, because this might get uncomfortable. Starts right now with Whitney Lordson. Hey, it's Whitney. Today I'm doing a solo episode to talk about money emotions. We are in the middle of the holiday season, at least the time that I'm recording and releasing this episode. And today, the day that I'm recording this is December 2nd. And this past weekend was Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend. And Jason and I have talked a number of times about our experiences during this weekend. And first of all, I have to say, I am so relieved that I did not run a Black Friday promotion. (laughs) Just we talked about this, like the thought process beforehand, but to actually come out of Black Friday after many years of running promotions, like the relief I felt of not actually having to send out a ton of newsletters. And I imagine that you, the listener, may feel some relief either specifically towards me and Jason or just in general, like depending on your relationship with Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday and Giving Tuesday, like there's all these quote holidays, special days, at least in the US around this weekend. And I've talked a bit about some of the emotions, which I'll summarize today. There's a lot that I'm going to cover, but I wanted to start off with that because it feels so timely. However, that intensity is still kind of here gearing up to the holidays because you may be making a lot of purchase decisions. And this also feels like a great episode to tie in our sponsor, Simply Codes. We talked about them on last week's episode, but if you haven't listened to that yet, they are a wonderful browser extension and iOS application that you can use to save money on products that you want to purchase. I really encourage that you listening to the previous solo episode or the episode that Jason and I did together. This is technically a true solo episode of just me. I really encourage that because we talked about a lot of our feelings about making purchases. And I wanted to dig a level deeper into this. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you can find it last week. I forget what we called it. but It came out a week ago from this one. It'll also be linked in the show notes for this episode at wellevator.com, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. And actually, it's good for you to know how to spell Wellevator because if you do decide to check out Simply Codes, you can go to simplycodes.com slash Wellevator to be directed to their website, to check out their app. They're an amazing company. And I've just had such a great experience with them, especially this past weekend. So Let's get back into Black Friday. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. As I've said in in previous episodes, I have really been working on not overbuying things. Like when it comes to purchasing decisions, I actually get a bit of anxiety. And this is why I feel like it's important to discuss. I often have trouble making decisions. Part of what I think is nice about holidays like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like all of that tied into one, you know, bulk of few days. Cause it it's like this year, especially I noticed like Black Friday deals started at least a week ahead of officially Black Friday, which is the day before or day after Thanksgiving. So it's like, what do you even call it now if it's more than just one Friday? Anyways, the sales start coming flooding in. Aside from us this year, we did not do any promotions. So you didn't get any emails from us about the special 
deal. But I got bombarded with emails, as I'm sure you did, and so many ads. Some of those I appreciate because there are times where I don't know that a company's running a deal. However, sometimes it's good not to know. I was we're thinking about this yesterday, how I started unsubscribing from a, not, a lot of newsletters. In fact, some people refer to Black Friday as unsubscribe day because you're reminded of all these newsletters that you signed up for because they're all coming in on one day. So I was one of those people who is hitting the unsubscribe button a ton. But I found myself hesitating with some brands because I was like, maybe I do want to know when they have sales. I felt a bit torn because on one hand, I love to save money. I'm sure you do too. This is exactly why Simply Codes is a sponsor for us because perfect example, as we discussed in the last episode, was this brand Symbiotica. I have been wanting to buy their vitamin D supplement for a long time, but it's really pricey. And every time I would go and consider buying it, I would hesitate because not only was I paying for the product, but they charged for shipping and tax. And it would end up being even more than the daunting price point to begin with. They had a Black Friday deal. I got it. And it was still pricey, but it was less than it normally was. And it felt like a great time to try that product, right? I feel very grateful for that experience. And sometimes you don't know when a company goes on a big sale like that unless you get those emails. So that's why it can feel hard to unsubscribe. But the downside is that sometimes you don't have any interest in buying something but you feel tempted to when you see a sale. And this is a huge marketing tactic, right? This happens at in-person stores too. You walk by, they have a sign like, buy one, get one free or a special deal today or whatever. And our emotions are toyed with. We feel like, oh, we should do this because we don't want to miss out. There's that FOMO element there. This is another reason why I prefer Simply Codes to these big sale days like Black Friday because when I want to make a purchase, I can use their extension, their iOS app to go in and decide if I want to buy something and whether or not there's a code and if that's going to help me make that decision. In a lot of cases, it does. I'm sure you can relate to this. Like, Have you ever been interested in buying something and then you go and search out a code for it and you find a code and you're like, okay, now I'm sure I want to buy it because I'm getting $10 off or free shipping or whatever else is involved. It like helps you make that decision. And sometimes you're on the fence about buying something and you're like, well, I'll buy this if I can find a discount code for it. I'm one of those people. There's also times <laughs> where I'll go to a website and be on the fence and I'll like use the Simply Codes app. And like, if there's no code applied, I'm like, hmm. And I start to feel really indecisive. And I'm like, wow, the fact that I don't want to pay full price for this is really helping me get clear on how important this thing is for me. Now, there's also the other side that I want to share with you today about all these purchases, right? Like I got into this Black Friday mindset this year, and I was trying to be very clear with myself, like, the difference between wanting something, how important it was, the utility of it versus like the need for it. Like, is it truly important or am I just doing this because like it's a desire, right? And I think that's a really important distinction. This helps us so much with our budgeting. This helps us with consumerism, businesses that we're supporting. This helps us minimize things. I'm currently in a process of really wanting to minimize, especially after doing a multi-month cross-country road trip where I essentially lived out of my car, even though I was staying with people along the way and in some of the places I was visiting. I could only bring with me what I could fit in the car. And since I was literally sleeping in the car some nights, camping in it, I needed to have enough room 
for my body to be in the back. So I couldn't like fill my car to the brim, right? That required me to make a lot of decisions about what was truly important. And I ended up bringing some things with me that I wasn't sure that I needed and I never ended up using it. I'm sure you can relate. This happens a lot when you're traveling, like going on vacation. You're packing your suitcase and you're like, I have a little bit of room for this thing that I'm probably gonna not going to use but I'm going to bring it just in case. That was me on this trip. When I returned back to where I live in Los Angeles, I have been really like looking around my home, examining items and the point that they serve in my home. And I have this like anxiety because sometimes there's nostalgia attached to things that you already have, which is interesting to almost like anticipate when you're going to buy something. Like how hard is it going to be for you to let go of this item. I'm just glancing at my periphery and somehow I like looked at a crystal, right? (laughs) This is just like what I happened to glance at. Now this crystal is really pretty. It's nice to look at. And I can sit here and examine and see, well, I can use the Marie Kondo method and be like, does this bring me joy? Which I think is a really good question to ask yourself. And in this moment, this does bring me joy. And it doesn't really serve a purpose. It's just something nice to look at. But I guess the purpose is that it's the joy plus it's the decor. Maybe it brings other people joy when they come in my home, which crystals tend to do. So thus, I I keep it. The thing I got really stuck on both recently and in the past where I actually went through the process that Marie Kondo lays out in her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, I have gotten stuck over and over again with books. Now, these days, I rarely ever buy physical books. I am a huge fan, speaking of saving money, of this website and app called Libby. It's a game changer. If you have not tried Libby yet, please go download it. It allows you to attach a library card to this digital app and borrow any book, like uh, what digital book? Ebook is the word I'm looking for. Some people call it like a Kindle book. You can read and borrow any ebook, almost any, that's in the library system for free using your library card. You get to borrow it for up to 21 days completely for free, just like if you went to a physical library and took out a physical book. You can also do the same thing with audiobooks. And it has changed my life truly because I love audiobooks. I actually listen to more audiobooks than podcasts, which sometimes I feel guilty about as a podcaster. But I love learning and I love reading and I love the experience of spending time in the car, which I do commuting, if you could call it that, driving around Los Angeles. (laughs) and driving cross country, wherever I'm going. I really love audiobooks. So I get to do that for free through Libby. And anyways, I am challenged though with all of the physical books that I currently have. And the other day I sat down and I was like, well, I really want to minimize. And I have like 150 books right now. I don't know if that's a lot to you. It doesn't actually look like a lot to me. But when I see that number, I'm like, that's a lot of items that I'm not actively using. So I decided to go through every single book that I have and decide, does this book bring me joy? Does it serve a purpose? Is it helping me? Is it adding to my life by having this around? Now, most of my books, the answer was no, but it was still hard for me to let them go. I felt this sense of like loyalty to them. I had like a sense of nostalgia. There are books written by People I know, there are books that were gifted to me. There were all sorts of like emotional attachment to these items that really made it hard to decide what to do. But I decided that I was going to go with my gut instinct, just like I would with a purchase decision. Like, 
that feeling you get when you know if you really want something or you actually need something that's in your shopping cart. I applied that to something I was going to decide to keep or give away or sell. Here's another tip for you, by the way. And I'm going on a bit of a tangent with these books, but I'll come back around to buying and purchasing decisions. Since the money is a huge factor of this, I decided to use some online tools to try to sell some books. I found a great one called Book Monster. And I was I learned about it for the very first time because I passed by their physical store in Santa Monica, California. And I had been wanting to sell books for years. So I went and checked them out. And they have this website where you can actually scan the barcode of your books. And they'll tell you if they're going to buy them or not. And depending on the condition and how important that book is to sell for them, They will give you back a price and you can either send in your books to them, which most of you would do because imagine most of you do not live near Santa Monica. But if you do live near Santa Monica like I do, you can take the books in in person and they'll give you cash. I think if you send them in, it's free. Like They give you a free shipping label, if I remember correctly, and they'll send you money somehow. I don't know how they do that through a bank account or a gift card, but it was awesome. I got rid of, I passed on, I sold about 20 books. I think I made around... 30 something dollars from that. Not a ton of money, but it was money that was literally just laying around my home. And that actually offset some of the purchases I decided to make on Black Friday. So how I made decisions for this... And next, I want to talk about gifts. So because we're in the holiday season, I'll get to that too. But I was buying for myself. And I really took the time over several days and weeks to reflect on items that I have been wanting but haven't bought because price got in the way or items that I was interested in and might be able to persuade it into because of the great deal. And I made a list. I went on to Amazon. I have mixed feelings about Amazon. But what I do like about Amazon, of course, lower prices and that it's easy to like organize purchases and buy from a number of sellers and also be able to read reviews, which helps me make a lot of decisions. I went on there and I organized all the items that I thought I needed, (laughs) tried to get clear about whether I actually needed them or not, and then also allowed myself to buy some things that I really wanted. And I thought about the purpose, like my future self, would this thing still be relevant to me? How long am I going to use it for? What is the value of it compared to the price point, the resources it takes to make it, etc.? I came up with a short list and I checked to see if some of these things were on sale. Some were, some weren't. Then I went into their direct website to see if they had an even better deal than Amazon or the same deal. Because if they did, then I would buy directly from the seller, which would help support them directly instead of via Amazon. And I used Simply Co's, the, the sponsor, this is part of the tie-in here, to determine some of the deals. Or the other cool thing about Simply Codes is it'll show you all the deals, not just Black Friday. So I was able to like compare their Black Friday sale to other deals that were going on. And sometimes there was an even better offer like free shipping versus like X amount off of the price point. So now here's where I really nerded out. And I'm, I imagine most of you will not do this, but maybe this will give you an idea because I, I didn't want to go overboard. I wanted to be clear. And I also like, you know, I'm, I'm budget conscious and I'm right now in the midst of paying off credit card debt and like really focused on savings and investing for 2022. I decided the best way for me to organize all this and make decisions was to make a spreadsheet. (laughs) Now you could do this in a notebook. You could do this however you want. I love spreadsheets. I loved all the mathematical equations you can make. And it was actually pretty simple. I I made it in a Google Doc or uh, what they call Google Sheets. 
And I listed out all the things I wanted to buy, what the price was. And then here's like another good little tip for you. I looked in to see if there were like extra rewards. So some brands, a great example is Head & Heel, which was a previous sponsor on the show. They make my favorite CBD. I've been wanting to buy some more CBD for my dog, Evie, who if you're watching on YouTube, you may have seen her moving around in the background. She's currently hidden in the pillows back there. A little fun reason to watch the YouTube channel. I went on there. They had a great Black Friday sale. And they also have a wonderful reward system. So when you purchase things, they give you points. They give you points for sharing things. They give you points for, I think, following you on social media. They have this amazing system and you can earn money towards future purchases. So if it's a brand like Head & Heel that you know you're going to buy from regularly, not only could you save on a sale day during the holidays or using a code from Simply Codes, you also can get extra credit. And then there's another layer on this, which may sound obvious to some of you, but it's something that I actually have not been in the practice of, which is credit card points and rewards. Since I've been working on paying off my credit card debt, I have been avoiding using my credit cards. But something about being in the mindset of saving money this past weekend, it occurred to me that of course I could use my credit card to get some rewards and also just pay off my credit card that month to not acquire more interest. So instead of just buying with my debit card like I typically do, why not put it on the credit card and then pay it off? And it turned out that one of the products, in fact, this product right here, my new microphone, I don't know if you noticed, if the audio sounds any better, fingers crossed it does, but also appearance-wise, if you're watching the video, I purchased a new Shure microphone. This is something I've wanted for so long. It is like kind of the standard of high-end podcasting. And since we just crossed 300 episodes of the show, we're about to hit the two-year anniversary of This Might Get Uncomfortable. I wanted to celebrate it and up-level. I'm very invested in podcasting. So I've been looking at this mic for a while. Now, the Shure microphones, there's two that I was interested in for any of you curious about this. There's one, I think it's called the SMV7 or SMB7, one of the two. That's like kind of the gold standard. That's what a lot of podcasters use. And it's about $400. So to me, I was like, that's a lot of money. And I'm very grateful to Simply Codes for being a sponsor. We have been building up the monetization side of this might get uncomfortable. It's not the primary focus of this show. So it's kind of on the back burner and thus we're not always generating a ton of income here. But because of the sponsor and because of the big milestones that we've been hitting with the show, it felt like a good time to get a new mic. Plus, it was on sale. Now, I think it was actually general holiday sale. Technically, it might still be on sale. So if you're interested, you could go check it out too. This I ended up getting is the... Now I'm second guessing the name. I think it's the MV7. And there's a difference between like the S, whatever. I'll link to it in the show notes to be clear. Now I'm like in my head doubting it all. Wait a second. I can double check because it comes with fancy new software. Yes. Okay. So the microphone I ended up purchasing is the MV7. And if you ever want to hear me talk about the exact reasons why I'm happy to geek out on it. So let me know. Send me a message, a DM, an email that's all listed on the Wellevator website. If you want to get in touch, I love hearing from you. I'd be happy to to make an episode or send you a private message about some of these purchasing decisions. But here's the cool thing. So I saw they were running a sale. And I also looked into the specific credit card points 
system or reward system on one of my cards. And it turned out that they had like 5% cash back on a specific retailer. So instead of buying from Amazon, I went to that retailer, which was Andromeda. In fact, I will link to that because they have a referral system there too. So if you end up buying this mic or something else from, I think it's maybe it's Adorama. I don't know. I'll link to it. It's a site I'd never heard of or purchased from before, but they ended up being amazing and a much better choice than Amazon because they had the exact same price. They had cash back on my credit card and they have their own reward system. So if you bought something based on my referral, for example, we would both get points. So both people win and you can add up your points to make future purchases. So I stacked a Black Friday deal on top of a credit card deal on top of a specific retailer deal all together. Now, if you haven't thought of this before, like how awesome is that? If you have thought about it, bravo to you because this is just something that like seems really obvious now, but just didn't occur to me. And it's a really great way to make things work for yourself financially and to also get extra perks for something, right? So I love all of those little systems. And you can do this with gifts too. So let me see. I think I'm finished with talking about purchasing decisions. Although before I get into gifts, let me think, what else did I buy? This is part of the other thing that I wanted to discuss here is that I was reflecting a lot as I was making these purchases on how they would make me feel, right? So I talked about the joy element. I talked about want versus need, but like deeper levels of satisfaction. Sometimes we make purchases in hopes that they will make us feel something deep, right? This retail therapy, you're having a bad day, you're going through a rough time, and you're hoping that making a purchase is going to change something for you. But most of us realize it doesn't change it. And sometimes even when we realize it, we keep doing it over and over again because we get like a a high from it. I certainly felt a high when I purchased this mic. I was like, okay, like this is a significant financial investment. By the way, this one in particular runs around $250 versus the $400 mic I mentioned. But still, for me, $250 is still like something I consider with, you know, I don't just like spend it. I really reflect on it to make sure it's how I want to spend my money. And once I made that decision, stacked all these deals on, I did feel this feeling of elation. I was proud of myself for like making all the financial decisions that I made with all the combos of the deals and the rewards. But I also like couldn't wait for this mic to arrive. I got the mic yesterday. I set it up. I tested it out. Like I still feel really excited about this. I know it was a good decision. And that just like makes me feel really good. My headphones too, I got these earlier this year and these were super pricey. I remember really evaluating like, okay, why do I want these specific headphones? I'm going to read some reviews. I'm going to see what people say. And a lot of people said they're not worth the money, but I still really wanted them. And you know what? Months later, I love and highly recommend the Apple AirPods Max if you're willing to spend the money and are going to use them frequently. I use these almost every single day. I love the way that they look and they bring me joy just when I put them on, even though they're a material object, right? That to me indicates that it was a really positive decision. However, there are some things that I bought and I knew this was going to happen. I was prepared for this. There are some things I bought, especially from Amazon. And maybe it is because I have a lot of mixed feelings about purchasing from Amazon. And frankly, I do it for convenience. I do it because they have good deals. I had a variety of things that I got. And 
I remember thinking when that Amazon package arrives, I feel like all the joy is going to leave me. Just kind of a depressing feeling, but I think an important one, right? Purchasing them felt good. I I still felt like a little on the fence because I was like, all right, these feel like practical things. Like, do I really need to buy them right now? I got like visually, no, I can't really easily. I got like a, a new charge cable for my computer. I got a new adapter for the computer. I got some random things for the home that needed to be replaced or like something I've been thinking about for a while. Like they were very practical. So they do serve regular purposes. And I'm using most of these things every day. So that felt like a good decision. But the joy wasn't fully there. And that that really got me thinking. You know, the packages arrived. I remember anticipating them like that felt good. But then the packages arrived and I was like, oh, here they are. And I put them into use. And now I don't really think about them much. Like that's such an interesting element of making a purchase. And that really gets me to feel mindful about my buying decisions. I'm not someone who buys things on Amazon like every week. My sister and other people I know in my life are like they're constantly buying from Amazon. And I think that's part of the Amazon system is you can get Amazon Prime and something could be delivered to you as soon as like later that day, right? You get really great price points. I think Amazon Prime in general has a lot of good value. You can save money using it. You get free shipping. You can watch their video content. And then there's a variety of other features I don't even remember on there. But it's probably a pretty good value. But I think the downside is that it encourages you to constantly make purchases and maybe even overconsume. And it's one of those things since it's a subscription membership, if you have Amazon Prime, like it's a good opportunity to evaluate it. Like, is that really important to you? Now, for me, it's not because I only purchase from Amazon a few times a year and actually not having an Amazon Prime membership has helped me buy less, right? Just like unsubscribing from email newsletters doesn't remind me over and over again to buy something. I have to make a very conscious decision to buy something. And I also have an awareness that most things that I buy do not bring me this deep sense of satisfaction and joy that I hope that they will. It's very temporary. The other random thing I bought, and I think... Oh, there's two other major things. One was, again, not that exciting. I bought new water filters for my Berkey, which is also quite pricey. I think they're normally $150 to replace. Mind you, they can last for a very long time. And I love my Berkey water filter. But I have been putting off that purchase for as long as possible because $150 feels like a lot to me. But they had a great sale too. And I bought some water filters and I don't think I'm going to feel much joy. I think I might feel a little bit of satisfaction because I'm like, I checked something off my list that I've been avoiding to do. I've been procrastinating it. Maybe that'll feel good. And then lastly, something that like was kind of in between, but worth sharing with you. (laughs) And a great example of marketing because I saw this on Shark Tank. For those that don't know this about me, I struggle with anxiety, but I also have a sleep disorder. I've been sleepwalking for a good portion of my life. At least the past, I would say, 20 years has been really intense. I'm actually going to do a sleep study in a few weeks and I will absolutely record a podcast episode about this because I'm very curious to see if I can get some more information about my sleepwalking, but also address it on a deeper level. I've been trying to address it in so many ways. I've used CBD. I use a weighted blanket, which is actually awesome. 
kind of obsessed with it. All different pillows. I have this amazing body pillow from Essentia, which is my favorite company for pillows and mattresses. Those things have all been very comforting. They've helped make my bed a little bit like feel like safer, which is kind of at the root of my sleepwalking. But I still sleepwalk almost every single night, believe it or not. It's really frustrating. And one thing I bought, which sadly did not address the issue, at least not yet, is called Hug Sleep. And you have to go watch the Shark Tank episode that this is on. I'll try to link to that in the show notes at wellevator.com for that because it's actually a very funny demonstration of it. It's kind of like this thin sleeping bag that you step into and it compresses you like a baby swaddle. And the idea is that it's meant to make you feel safe and secure while you're sleeping, just like a baby does. And it's also an alternative to a weighted blanket or you can use it in addition to it. So I just used it yet last night for the very first time. It's very comforting. I think it's actually great for anxiety in general. You could just like wear it and lay around on the couch or wherever if you'd like. So I'm going to try it out for a bit. But sadly, I still slept walk last night. But I did use their Black Friday deal, which is the reason I brought this up. (laughs) And I... I think I ended up buying it from Amazon. I don't remember why. There was some reason I didn't buy directly from Hug Sleep. Maybe it was just a convenience thing and the same price. Anyways, that's a little backstory around my purchasing decisions and Black Friday. But I also want to talk about gifts because we're in the holiday season. A lot of what I'm describing can be applied to that too. And I struggle with buying gifts. Sometimes I think, is it related to the fact that my love language is not about gifts? So you're not familiar with the five love languages. There's quality time, access service, words of affirmation, physical touch, and gifts. And since I'm really into words of affirmation and quality time with access service kind of being my third one, physical touch is really nice. I obviously enjoy that. Who doesn't? But it's not like crucial to me feeling loved. And at the very bottom of the list are gifts. I like getting gifts and I like giving gifts, but they're not a make or break for me versus some people getting a gift is like the best way for them to feel loved, which may seem superficial. But if you read the five love languages, there's a whole explanation for why that can feel really deeply good to somebody. So during the holidays, I especially like to give gifts to people who feel loved in that way because I want to make people that I care about feel loved. But I also just like giving gifts. I think it's something maybe I've been conditioned into, which is something worth reflecting on, like the way our society encourages us to buy so much for ourselves and other people. But I reflect on it anytime there's a holiday, whether it's a birthday or Christmas or whatever occasion out there that you celebrate or other people celebrate, I try to find something for someone that's not just going to have meaning and make them feel good, but also improve their life. And I think this time of year is probably so popular because you can get a really great deal on gifts you know, during Black Friday and other holiday-related December sales in general, right? Now, it's also cool that you can use a tool like Simply Codes to find deals throughout the year. And frankly, if you track certain companies, you'll find out that they offer great deals year round and not just during Black Friday. I think there's so much FOMO built into this time of year. Now, of course, right now, Black Friday is in the past, so that might not matter as much. But with sales continuing throughout December and January, 
If you start to take note, you can realize that those sales are not that much greater than the rest of the time of year. So you don't have quite the urgency. But the urgency that you may feel is this time of year, gift giving is so common and sometimes even like expected that you may feel uncomfortable not giving a gift. I think it was last year, there was one particular person in my life that I felt so much pressure to give a gift to that it actually felt a bit, maybe debilitating is a stronger word, too strong of a word, but it gave me a lot of anxiety because I wanted to give the right gift. I didn't want to give a gift that wasn't going to mean something to this person. It was like I was trying to anticipate their needs and their feelings and like almost in a way on some level, like control how they felt, which is a really interesting thing to examine, right? I think some people give gifts. Well, let's break this down. Some people give gifts like that feel easy, like a gift card. That's an easy gift because, well, like if gift card, especially if it's just like a Visa or a MasterCard gift card that you can use anywhere, like that is really useful. But some people don't like giving or receiving gift cards because they don't feel very personal and they might feel too easy. Now, I, on the other hand, I'm never going to turn down a gift card. In fact, that might be one of my favorite things to receive. I got one last year from my family and it was a very generous gift card. And I was like, this is awesome. And I took myself on like a whole shopping spree and I got to buy things that I really wanted and needed versus them trying to anticipate my needs. So I think gift cards are awesome. Specific gift cards can be great too, right? If you know somebody shops somewhere frequently or has been wanting to go or do something, anticipating that with a gift card actually gives them an opportunity to treat themselves to something that they may not normally do or never do because money gets in the way. So... I'm all for that. Now, there are the really deep thinking uh, gifts where maybe you've heard somebody mention something that they've wanted to buy or to do because this could be an experience, not just like a physical thing. And so you're buying it for them and it's incredibly thoughtful. (laughs) But that reminds me of this, I think, TikTok video I saw recently where it was making fun of this woman's mom who would write down like the smallest thing and like, get her this item that she mentioned one time in passing, but didn't really want. And then she felt like she had to enjoy this thing that she didn't care that much about simply because it was such a kind, thoughtful gesture from her mother that she noticed a little thing said in passing. Full transparency or disclosure, I'm one of those people. I literally will write down an item that somebody said in passing for a future gift, their birthday or a holiday, whatever. Like, That brings me joy and excitement. I remember doing this when I was growing up with my sister and she actually started to get annoyed. I would buy things based on our inside jokes and she would be like, "Uh, that was like a one-time inside joke. Why did you buy this for me as a gift? I'm never going to use this. And that was a little sad to hear from my sister, but reasonable. And in the future, she specifically asked me, please don't buy me a gift based on an inside joke because it's just not valuable to me. And I appreciate her honesty. So I never did it again, right? Like we can very easily get in those scenarios. There's also the scenario of someone buying you a gift that you don't really want, but they wanted to give to you. It actually has more meaning to them than to you, which is kind of like the scenario with my sister. That's my mom. In fact, she has recently like given me early Christmas gifts. I don't know why it's so early. I don't maybe she got a special deal on it. She gave me this bag that I never would have bought for myself. It's not even like 
in my head, I'm such a simple person when it comes to accessories that like I'll get a new like purse or tote bag or whatever every once in a while. I'm kind of obsessed. Another side note with this brand called Canopy Verde. I have like almost all my accessories are from them. They make wonderful eco-friendly vegan products with organic cotton and vegan leather. And I just adore them. And it's a small female-owned business made in the US. I'll link to Canopy Verde in the show notes. If you they make a great gift. So check them out for yourself and for others. But anyways, my mom bought me a different brand. And I remember opening it up and being like, oh, I never even said I wanted a bag like this. Like this was something my mom saw and she was like, I like it. So I'm going to get it for Whitney. Now it turned out that I actually grew quite attached to that bag. And she was right. It's an awesome bag. And now I use it all the time. Sometimes that happens. But she also just like, to my right over here, I have like some presents that I just got at the beginning of December, like Christmas is weeks away. But she sent me these boxes, these gift boxes. And from the like slip that came with the packing slip, I could see what was in them, which kind of ruined the surprise. But it's like clothing. And I'm like, I don't really want somebody else to pick me out clothing. Now, again, sometimes my mom... She's done this many times over my life. Sometimes she has picked out clothing that I'm like, you know what? I would never have bought this for myself, but this is actually really nice. And now I wear it all the time. So I'm fingers crossed, hoping that's what's in there. But the reason I bring this up is because every year I just wish that instead of her deciding what she's going to get me as a gift, that she would just ask me like, hey, what do you want? Now, of course, that ruins the surprise. But the whole point of this episode is that I personally like to have things that feel like a deep want and or a need. And just getting random things does not bring me much joy in my life at this point. And I really encourage you to reflect on this too. Sometimes it's hard right? Like we have all of these pressures and we have all these temptations. We're tempted by sales. We're pressured by holidays. We feel like we need to give people things, but sometimes they don't really need a physical thing from us. And this is actually why I think the five love languages are really good to know. Now, some people, by the way, are not fans of the five love languages as a concept, various reasons behind that. But Overall, I feel like the five love languages are a really helpful way to work on our communication and our deepen our relationships with people. And let's say it's someone like me. Yeah, gifts are nice. But like, if you're really going to ask me what's going to make me feel good, I would rather have like a really deep conversation with you. I would rather spend some really quality time with you because those are my top two love languages. Or I would rather an access service. Another example of a great gift I received earlier this year for my birthday was Jason actually got my car detailed. And it was something that I'd been wanting to do for so long. I think this was the first time I had gotten like a really serious car detail. I have avoided it in all the years that I've had cars because it just feels expensive. And being a price conscious, budget friendly person, like that's not something that feels like a need for me. But now that I'm someone who drives cross country, spends a lot of time in my car, gets my car dirty and inside and out, I just thought, you know what? It'd be nice for me to like have my car look beautiful on the outside and nice and clean on the inside. It'll smell good. It'll make me feel good while I'm in it. So I said to him, hey, you know, for my birthday this year, if you want to get me a gift, I would love a car detail. And Jason being really into cars was like, 
okay, great. Like, let's do it. And what was cool about that is not only did we go to get my car detailed, but we waited for them to do the job, them being the people at the car service place. Jason and I sat down and hung out and caught up. And that was actually one of the only times that we had done that because of COVID. And the car detail shop was outside. So we sat outside in a COVID-friendly environment. This is back when COVID was in one of its really iffy stages and being very cautious. And it was a perfect gift because it was an act of service getting my car washed. Now, he didn't do it himself. So it was kind of like acts of service slash a gift. But I also got quality time, words of affirmation. It was like, My whole cup was filled up, if you want to use that metaphor. That to me is like an ultimate gift. So the big point of this episode, if I haven't articulated it enough yet, is that really giving some deep thought to what you're buying for yourself and others and why and how much it nourishes you and others on an emotional level. How much does it serve your life on maybe a physical level? And how long lasting will that be? The examples of my new microphone, which is part of my work. So this is helping me every day. I can look at this microphone and feel grateful for it. It's going to serve me for years to come. It's really worth the money. So that was a great purchase for me. These headphones actually little story behind them were a half gift, half purchase for myself. Because of the price point, the person who was gifting them to me, I said, Hey, I know this is a really big expense. How about we split it and your half can be my gift. Person said, great. So I got to save half the amount of money on the headphones and they got to give me a gift that I really enjoyed. So that's another creative way to do a big thing for someone. Like a gift card could serve that too. If you can't afford the full price of something, you can give them a gift card that can go towards it. I've had that done to me and many times throughout my life. So these headphones, they bring me joy every time I look at them and use them. Like that is the feeling that I'm after. And I think the more that we can know ourselves and others and understand concepts like the five love languages and really like get to the core of what we're trying to achieve through a purchase, the better it's going to feel and add to our lives. And then on top of it all, you can use a service like Simply Codes, which, you know, was a saving grace for me. They made my life so much easier during Black Friday and will continue to because I've been using them throughout this whole year. As Jason and I mentioned in the previous episode, first sponsored episode was Simply Codes. I started... Actually, I don't even know if I got into the detail about this, so I'll share it, is that I started working with Simply Codes on kind of like feedback project that they did with a handful of people. And they paid me at the time to give them feedback, to experiment with their tool, to try out new features and all of that. And it was awesome because I love doing things like that. And they compensated for my time and effort. And I also got to really get to know the people behind the brand. And I was like, these guys are great. So it came around just about a month ago that they were looking for more promotion for their product. And I was like, I will 100% work with you again because your tool is awesome and you are awesome people. And when I was talking about Amazon earlier and my feelings about like being on the fence about using that platform, it's mainly because I want to support really good people directly. Supporting small businesses. I mentioned Canopy Verde, for example. Like I know the woman who makes that product. I actually met her a few months ago for the first time in New York City. And I'm like, I know exactly who's making my things. I know where my money's going to. Like it feels so good 
to work with someone like that, to buy from someone like that. And that's exactly how I feel about Simply Codes. And I want to be really transparent whenever I'm working with a sponsor. I mentioned Head and Heel earlier. Like Head and Heel, I met through, I think, Clubhouse, the owner uh, or one of the owners, Carly. And I was like, this is a really awesome person. And then she asked, can we talk about a sponsorship on this might get uncomfortable? Had a meeting with her. She was an awesome person. If you haven't listened to her guest episode, it's fantastic. She really breaks down hemp cannabis products in such a detailed way. And then I tried her products. They were so awesome. I actually met her in person a few months ago too, coincidentally. And I just feel bonded to her. She's not an ongoing sponsor of the podcast, but I will mention her anytime for free because she's just a great person. And I buy her products. I support the business, right? That is really important to me. And I know it's important to you and many of our listeners. So I wanted to give a full background story about why we're working with Simply Code. So if you want to try out their tool, they have an amazing browser extension. It is always active on my computer. It's neat because when you go to a website, it'll pop up and show you the codes. You can actually like has this neat little light up function when you're on a website where there's a deal and you can click it and it shows you all the codes. You can try them out. You give them feedback and they're working on some even cooler features that I will mention in future episodes. But their latest launch is their iOS version, which is incredibly unique. I don't know if any other similar company does something like this, but you download their app from the iOS app store which you can access at simplycodes.com slash Wellevator. When you download it there, it will prompt you on setting it up through Safari, which is the main browser on the iPhone, unless you configure it differently. And just like on the computer, when you visit a website, you can click and see if there's a code. So if you like to shop on your phone, your iPhone specifically, it's incredible. You don't even have to go to your computer to try to find a coupon code because... If you're anything like me, when you don't use a browser extension like that, finding coupon codes is such a pain in the butt. Like you're, you know, when you do that thing where you're like, uh, sure, microphones discount code, like then you have to like weed through all of them, see if they're still active and working. That's why Simply Codes is awesome. It does all that work for you. But the fact that you can now do that on your phone, if you're like seeing an Instagram ad, for example, you can pull up the ad and then with the Simply Codes extension installed, you'll be able to see if you can get a good deal on it. That's really cool. So I'm very grateful to them. Plus, they have contributed to our show in such a positive way. I bought this microphone after that sponsorship came through. So I'm taking the money, reinvesting it into the podcast to make it an even better listening experience for you. So if you decide to check out Simply Codes, you are actually supporting us. You're showing us that this promotion works. And if you ever want to get in touch with them, you can go directly to their website. Like I said, they're amazing people that built that extension and app. Or you can reach out to me and I can put you directly in touch with them. They're great, great people. So again, that's simplycodes.com slash Wellevator, W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R, which is exactly how you spell the domain name, the Instagram handle. Our email address is hello at wellevator.com. Like it's all under Wellevator. And that's how you can get in touch. When you go to wellevator.com, you can check out the podcast show notes and get links to everything. I will link to all the products I mentioned. So the Berkey water filters, fingers crossed they're still on sale, but check out Simply Codes if they don't have that holiday sale still going. And it be Verde, all these cool things I meant, the Sure microphone, like I'll link to that website where I bought my Sure microphone so you can get the rewards just by purchasing anything. Actually, maybe you have to spend a certain amount, but 
regardless, if you want to buy a microphone or other piece of electronic, like might as well get some rewards for it. So I'll link to it all so that you can benefit from everything that I've mentioned today. And because I told you how to get in touch, I just want to remind you that I would absolutely love to hear from you. It truly makes the podcasting experience worth it. I recently, I think it was today, actually got an email from one of our listeners, Rye, and he made all these incredible suggestions for upcoming episodes. And I'm going to do them. In fact, it helps me out because now I don't have to think of a topic for the future. So if you ever have suggestions, send them my way. I'd love to hear them. If you have feedback, send it my way. In fact, I think it was last year, we did a whole episode on cultural appropriation because somebody reached out to me, giving me feedback on how I inadvertently used cultural appropriation in one of my cookbook recipes. And that actually helped me learn more about cultural appropriation create an episode about it. It was amazing, all because somebody sent me a direct message. So I just want to remind you that you matter to me. I'm so grateful that you're listening. And I'll be back with another episode very soon. Until then, wishing you all the very best with your whole life and your overall well-being. Thanks for listening and getting out of your comfort zone with us today. For show notes and more high-performance resources to help you thrive, go to wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com.